we're going to be doing things a little bit differently today, and we're going to spend some time in the Word of God now, and then we're going to get into some worship later. But before we do that, can we all stand to our feet? I'd love us to just direct our gaze towards Jesus. Would you just want to respond how you do? Maybe you want to lift your hands, close your eyes, however that looks for you. Just turn your attention completely towards God right now. God, we're so thankful that you are here. God, we thank you that you love us. God, we thank you that you have a plan for us. God, I thank you that you see each and every one of us. Lord, I thank you that you celebrate us. And Lord, I just pray that tonight we can drop our weeks, good or bad, and we can turn our attention completely towards you. Lord, I pray that you'd speak clearly to us. Lord, we pray for encounters with your presence tonight. Lord, we pray for transformation to take place tonight. My prayer is that we don't leave here the same. That we will walk out better than we walked in. So Lord, I just pray that you'd help us press in. Why don't you spend a moment right now using your imagination. Put yourself somewhere that you find comfortable. With your eyes closed. Maybe it's the beach. Maybe it's your living room. Wherever it may be. Somewhere that you find comfortable. When you're there, I want you to look to your left. And beside you, sitting down, is Jesus. What is he saying to you? How do you feel in this moment? What is Jesus doing? Just spend some time with him. Your imagination is a gateway into the spirit realm. Just spend some time with him in that place. saying to him say it to him God thank you so much for the opportunity directly speak with you, to directly hang out with you, 
that you're not just a God looking down at us, but you're here with us. And Lord, for tonight and for the rest of our lives, Lord, I pray that you'd help direct us, you'd lead us, that we'd live life from a space being next to you. For any of us that may have frustration, we may feel anger towards you. Lord, I pray that you'd comfort them right now. Lord, that you'd reveal yourself to them afresh. Lord, that you'd cover them in peace. Right now, we pray for a fresh outpouring of your spirit in this place. A tangible sense of love filling every heart, every life. In Jesus' name. tonight we pray. Amen, amen, amen. It's good to get in his presence, eh? Amen. You can grab your seats. We could just stay there all night. I'd be alright with that. Anyone else? A few people are alright with that. Awesome, awesome. Well, I was thinking about how I could open up this message and something straight away came to my mind and there was a story that came to my mind when I first got married and Keta and I were in our home and as you do when you get married and you're moving in you set up furniture and so I was setting up some drawers in my bedroom and uh, I remember Keita was out in the lounge doing something and I was setting up these drawers. That was my job, my responsibility. And uh, we all know how it works with flat pack stuff. You unpack it, you got your screws, you got your bits and pieces of wood and you put it all together. These instructions, which half the people listen to. All the Kiwi men are saying amen. And uh, I remember I got it out of the box and I start putting it together and I'm putting it together pretty quickly. I was feeling pretty good, to be honest. And uh, I got to the end, and there's this awesome cabinet in front of me. I felt like the man, and I did it so quick. And I remember, I was like, Keita, come in here. And I was so excited to show her. I was like, oh man, I'm waiting for her to go, wow. And I'm waiting for her to give me a kiss and be like, can let me give you a shoulder massage. And I was waiting for it all. And um, she came in, and I'm there like, prideful ass really like here we go and do you know what the first thing she said to me was she said what were those supposed to go in there (laughs) sheesh we're in a movie or something this is pretty cool keep going and uh and there were five screws and five washers on the ground anybody else can relate with me yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, that was Keita's response. I remember there was another time and um, I remember there was another time and I was in Auckland and I was 12 years old and I was scootering with a mate and uh, I remember I popped a tail whip. Anyone knows what a tail whip is? I thought, oh, anyway. Um, 
I'd popped a towel whip and the scooter deck hit me in the ankle. Yeah, come on, we've all been there, right? It hurts. And, uh, you know, in the moment, uh, I was in pain. I was in a lot of pain and I was on the ground and I knew something wasn't right. And my dad came over to me. Pastor Sheridan, if no one knows who that is. And uh, he had some words for me. He just said it. Harden up, take a concrete pull, she'll be right. Anyway, I get up, we go through the rest of conference. A few days later, nothing had improved, so we go and get an x-ray. And, you know, anyway, my leg was broken. And uh, my dad was just be like, come on, harden up. And I'm walking through conference with this broken leg. So, yeah, and um, that happened. I'll ignore that side of the room. <clears throat> there was another time, this was recently, I was uh, doing renovations in, in my house when Keta and I first bought it. And we're doing renos and, and uh, I remember there was one time I was in the bathroom and I was uh, hitting a hammer and the hammer broke. The, the handle snapped and, and I remember when it snapped, I thought, I could go and get a new hammer. But duct tape's a thing so what do you do you duct tape it together you keep going right about two minutes later I remember I was hammering and it wasn't even when I hit it but I hit and then when I pulled it back it just flung off and it was like matrix like literally right past my face it was terrifying and um and it broke but there's there's something common in between these three stories and I shared it a little bit earlier and all three of them had the same attitude She'll be right. Come on, I, I with the hammer, I taped it up. What do I do? She'll be right. Come on, we all know what this is. This is Kiwi culture. She'll be right. What did I do when I was doing the drawers? There were five screws. I could see them. I could have easily tried to look for where they belong, but what did I do? She'll be right. I don't even think I put them in the wardrobe. I put them in the bin. She'll be right. Hey, hey, we still have the same one to this day and it isn't broken. And it went on a moving truck, so it's fine. Uh, and what did my dad say to me when I hurt my ankle? She'll be right. Come on, we all know how it goes. She'll be right. When I was preparing the sermon, there was something which Holy Spirit revealed to me. He spoke to me and he said uh, something along these lines. It was that God has an original design for us, Yeah. He has an original design for us that he wants us to step into, but sin causes us to not step into that. It tarnishes that. There's a good song about that, tarnished by sin, covered by grace. We're doing that tonight, praise God. We have an original design for us, and I feel like a lot of the time in life, Come on, we know that there's an original design for us and sometimes we might stumble. Sometimes things might come up. Maybe we're actually happy about how life is going, but often we can settle and have a she'll be right attitude. And I felt like Holy Spirit was going, hold on, lose the she'll be right attitude and keep pressing in, keep growing, keep digging in. There is more. Man, we're not gonna reach our full until we're in heaven with Jesus. And I just feel like there's this invitation from God to be like, keep going, 
don't have the she'll be right attitude and just stop when there's five screws left. Keep pressing in, finish the job, keep going. And so can we just respond to that now? Before we move on, I really feel like there is an opportunity for people to respond to that. Maybe you know exactly where in your life I may be talking about here. You know that there's a she'll be right attitude in your life and a certain space in your life. And you just need to go, God, I I repent of that. I literally turn in the opposite direction and I'm going to press in. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to dig in. I'm going to go for more with you, God. If that's you, can you just respond? Again, you might want to raise your hands. You might want to close your eyes. I'm just going to pray. Lord, we we just again take a moment to become aware of your presence in our lives. And Lord, in any space that we have said, she'll be right in our walk with you and we've settled. Lord, I pray that you'd bring that to the forefront that we can be quick to repent and Lord, that we can keep going. It doesn't matter what we've done, what we're going to do, we can keep going, we can keep pressing and you've got such a plan and a purpose for our lives. And Lord, I pray that you would help us see the original design that you have for us and that we can press in and that we can chase after that and that we can live our lives in a way that honours you and is walking towards that original design. Lord, my prayer, our prayer is simply help. (laughs) Help us, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Luke 5.36 says this, Then Jesus gave them this illustration. No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and uses it to patch an old garment. For then the new garment would be ruined and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment. No one puts a piece of new garment onto an old garment because it simply ruins both of them. What I want to talk about tonight is this. I don't believe that Jesus is in the business of rehabbing our lives. I don't believe that Jesus is in the business of putting patches on our lives. I don't believe that he's in the business of band-aiding our lives. I believe that Jesus is in the business of making us new creations, of making us new people, of raising the dead spiritually. And there is an invitation for that tonight. He's not in the business of rehabbing our lives. Come on, we all know this. Who the Son? Come on, we all know it. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. He's in the business of making people brand new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ, come on, who belongs to Christ, Two hands, Will Taylor and Margot Wilson belong to Christ. Amen. Come on, who belongs to Christ? Come on, we belong to Christ. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and new life has begun. Amen. The old life is gone and new life has begun. Luke 5, 37 to 38. 
And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the new wine would burst the wineskins, spilling wine and ruining the skins. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. That passage actually challenges me a lot. Because what that tells me is that we can say yes to Jesus. We can believe and that we need a saviour. We can believe what Jesus did on the cross, yet we can still live in anger and envy and hate. We can live in all these things that are not of God. He makes us new though. A new wineskin. What does that look like in our lives? What would it look like to live as new? Luke 9.23 says, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. I just find this incredibly challenging. Anybody else? Incredibly challenging to live a life that honors what God did on the cross for us. He paid the price for us so that we can live in freedom and live as a new creation. And when we say yes to Him, we have the invitation to literally step into that, become new creations, which we become. But then do we live as new creations? Do we continue to take up our cross daily? It says that in 1 Corinthians 2.16, It says that we have the mind of Christ. Yet I feel like some days, and I'm talking about myself here too, some days we can walk and talk like the enemy. But we've been given the mind of Christ. We've been made new creations, but yeah, we we can walk in a way that isn't like that. What does it look, look like to live a life of being a new creation? Not just being rehabbed, but being a new creation. Holy Spirit said this to me when I was preparing this message and it just challenged me so much. I felt him say this. I, I actually had a picture of, uh, of someone walking in a town setting. And he was walking, but he had two chains around his legs. And it had like a, a ball and chain, you know, like a ball behind him. And he's walking just like dragging his feet. And as I saw that picture, I felt Holy Spirit say, a life in bandages is a life in bondage. A life in bandages is a life in bondage. A life where we say yes to Jesus, but just keep getting patched up and getting band-aids put on is a life of bondage. That's not freedom. And we choose that. But we need to live a life of being a new creation. And what does that look like? And that takes purpose. Come on, we all know how hard it is. It takes purpose. We need need to be able to constantly humble ourselves before God and become new every day. Matthew 5, 3 says this, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for Him. Do we realize our need for God? Anybody realizes the need for God? Come on. 
Come on, here's, here's a question. I, I saw this recently and, and it got me pondering. If I were to say to you right now, here's $10 million, you can have it. Who would take it? All right, so we've got some liars in the room. If you didn't want say you'd take that, you're a liar, because I would take that. If, if I said that I'll give you $10 million right now, who would take it? All of us would probably take that, right? What if I said that I'll give you $10 million, but it means that you won't wake up tomorrow? Who would take it? No one's going to take it now. And if you do, we'd love to pray for you at the end. Come on, that just changed it completely. So, so what everyone is telling me is that you think that your life is worth more than $10 million. So here's my question. Do we all live our life like it's worth more than $10 million? Let's, let's get deeper in this. Jesus died on a cross for you and for me which is worth way more than $10 million. So that what? We can be set free. We can become a new creation here, but for all of eternity, only way to eternity is through Jesus. The greatest thing ever, and He did it for you. And He did it for me. And so He did that. Come on, we'll all accept that, yeah? Do we live like we're worth that? Do we wake up in the morning with a smile on our face going, oh my gosh, I am worth so much, so much that Jesus paid the price on the cross for me. The only way to eternity that I can walk with God, the creator of the universe every day, the creator of the stars, the moon, the earth, the galaxy. He wants to personally walk with me. Do we live like we're worth that? Because we are. And if we live like that, then I believe we'd be living as new creations. Come on, who's feeling challenged? Because I'm telling you, poor, feeling the stirring. And we're going to worship Jesus. And before we do that, I'd simply love to have a chance for us to respond tonight. To say, God, I'm going to come to you as an open book. Maybe you're here and you know that you've been patching stuff up. You've been putting band-aids on things, which is just slipping things under the rug. She'll be right. And you just know that you need to come towards God and say, God, I've been doing it wrong. Would you help me to become a new creation? Would you help me to live in a way that honors what you did on the cross? Would you help me live in a way that shows that I know how much I'm worth? I simply want us to respond to that. And if you're here with me and saying, oh my goodness, I need to, I need to respond to Jesus. <laughs> if that's you, I'd love for you to stand to your feet. I believe there's some more people that need to respond.
Be bold. Don't miss this time to respond. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the boldness of these people that are standing with me, saying I've patched things in my life. I've put band-aids in places. I haven't been living in the full awareness of how much I'm worth. I haven't been living a life that completely honours what you did on the cross. And Lord, we simply say, would you help? Lord, would you give fresh revelation right now of how much every single person in this place is worth? worth so much that you paid the price on the cross for us. Lord, I pray that you'd simply help us to open up to you as an open book. No things patched. No things band-aided. And saying, Lord, would you take what I have And would you make me a new creation today? So we thank you for that. Holy Spirit, fall on every person. Fresh revelation of what you did on the cross. And Lord, I pray that when tomorrow morning comes, Lord, that we would know how much we are worth. That we'd wake up with a smile on our face, knowing how much you paid.